Good evening and welcome to the official Wessex podcast. I'm Matt McCarthy and I'm delighted to welcome today's guest onto the show, General Manager Mike Callan. Mike, welcome. Tell me a bit about yourself. Hi, Mike. Thank, uh, hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I'm an aviation mechanical engineer and Wessex Wanderers General Manager. I know, big step up, wasn't it, from last season, Mike? General Manager now. Massive step up, mate. But loving it. You feeling the pressure? Not really. I, I just enjoy being involved in the club. And the more I can do to help, uh, especially the background staff is and the managers, to help, help them re- relieve the pressure on a Saturday for them. It, it's, it's, it's good, it's it's good to have extra, extra body, extra pair of hands, just helping out around and kind of, well, overseeing really, isn't it? You're kind of like overseeing everything that's going on as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's, it also takes pressure off you boys. You can actually concentrate on your football because obviously I know some of you are, are players as well as managers. So, mm. you know, you've got enough to sort of think about on actually on the day of sort of doing your own performance, let alone what's going on in the background and chasing people up. Yeah, it's all part of the fun though, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Mike, so I'll kick us off then. Um, how much would you say that you are missing football right now? <laughs> it's massive my weekend is initially just football Saturday with Wessex and, and Sunday with Salford Stars FC um, so yeah so it's like you know Saturday morning I'd run around get the first aid kit ready make sure I've got everything the Covid books all up to date and everyone's prepped you know and I've checked in with you guys make sure you're happy and no one's dropped out um, so yeah so now Saturdays I just sit on the sofa and just think well what am I going to do today <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a big, it, I understand for like some people, it's a big, a big hole that football, not playing football leaves. Um, I know what Ron said in the last podcast <laughs> was he's not missing it that much. <laughs> I, it took me back a little bit. I won't lie. I feel like everyone else would be on like your wavelength um, yeah. and they'll be missing it. I know. Um, yeah, I know quite a lot of people that will probably just be missing football, to be fair. But like you said, what, what do you do on Sundays then with Salford? Uh, so I'm uh, one of the coaches for the under 14s at Saltford. I've been there three, four months now, mm. um, and it's it's just a great club, a great atmosphere, uh, and there's some quality players there as well. I can see hopefully progressing into Wessex. Because I'm gonna okay, so you're our like under 18s link then, really? Oh mate, so massively, and obviously I know quite a few of the other um, sort of teams and managers and stuff so I'll approach them as well and get a few in from there as well see that's that's I like to hear that you know we might be having a, a Wessex under 18s team kicking off in a few years but you've got you've already got a head start <laughs> on the, the links mate. the links it is so how many so you say you've been coaching at Salford and obviously you're the general manager at Wessex and you also obviously you know managed last year as well was it year, year before or last year yeah, it was last year. So, how many years have you been coaching, like all together then? Uh, so, all together six years now. Um, but officially had my level one coaching badge for four years. Right. How was uh, that? Um, so, I started off at Ashton FC as under tens coach, um, and that's where I sort of got my um, level one coaching badges from. Um, and then just 
basically just went on from there then and uh, helped to uh, web webo out a few times um when he had a, a few issues um sort of running the firsts with uh, jim or lewis and that um and then just sort of floated helped sammy b a few times um but was well actually was his assistant as well so so you've been float you've been floating around really all the teams that wessex have had in the past you know how many years it's been it's been yeah. uh... <laughs> What about um? So how many years you've been at Wessex for then? So you say you've been coaching for six in like in total, but since been actually at the club Wessex, how many years? So we, I spoke to Lynn actually the other day on this. Um, twenty twelve is when I signed on, so nine years now. Eh? Right. But how much but, has it changed in that time? Uh, players have come and gone. Yeah. Um, and obviously the divide between the teams that was there is, is non-existent now, you know, we're actually one club now, mm. um, which is nice to see at, at times it was so individual. Um, so it's nice to see now that we're one club, we all fighting for the same thing. Um, it's just brilliant now. Nine years is a, is a, you know, it's pretty long. Would you say you've enjoyed it from, you know, start to finish? Has it had little bumps along the way? No, from from day one, I've loved it, and I couldn't couldn't see myself anywhere else. Uh, to be fair, I just absolutely love it. That's fair. I think yeah, I feel the same way, mate. To be fair, <laughs> what have you been doing? So you say you know you've been floating around different teams. What exactly, in a little bit more detail, have you been doing? You know, in the nine years that you've been here. So obviously, I know that you play as well every now and again, or you might have played back more back then. You know, what, what exactly have you been doing? What's your role in more a little bit more detail? Yeah, so I started off at Wessex as a player. Um, Chrissy Barks was was the main man that brought me in into it. Um, I fall back um, and I will play and goal as well. Considering my size, I, I can still get up and reach crossbar and tip things over now and again. Um, not, not been the same since my injury but you know hopefully that's now behind me and I can start pushing forward again mm. um, but yeah I, I, I enjoy watching now more so than anything just generally managing now is uh, is much better but if I need to put boots on I'll stick the boots on I, f- I feel like a lot of managers are that way you know that they'll the ones that don't play anymore they know that they they will play if needs be You've always got a backup kit, or you got back your boots in your bag, or something. <clears throat> I've always got a kit in the car, mate. Always got a kit in the car, just in case. And if someone turns up is short of kit, they can borrow mine as well. So you've got everything, Mike, haven't you? You got to, mate. You got to. You got to be prepared for all these things. And that's why. That's why you're general manager. <laughs> you've got it's, it's, Lynn, it's Lynn's fault because Lynn always sort of drilled it into us that you know you make sure you got everything. So hmm. yeah. Lynn's fault. Wise, wise words from, from from our Lynn. So, um, you know, out of the you know the nine years you've been at you've been at Wessex, um, you've played and coached with lots of different players. You, as you said, they come and go. Um, if you had to narrow it down to one person, who has been your favourite player that you have played with and or coached? Oh, right. So that as nine years is a long time. So. Um, and there's so, so many great players still at the club and also like, have gone through the club and is now retired. So, I don't know, I'd, I'd probably say Lee Flay would probably be my... He just sticks in my mind the best because his commitment and his attitude 
as a, a centre-back, especially being a goalkeeper, that's what you want, someone that can organise in front of you. You've just got no worries. It's, it's like watching you play as a centre-back, to be honest. You're organised, you sort everyone else out. You know, the keeper ain't got to do a lot then. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've got nothing but praise for for Flay, but I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till my podcast before I start waxing lyrical about him. But um, <laughs> I I can completely see where you're coming from. Is that so? Is that like you admire his organisational skills or his technical ability or his leadership or is that just like an, a big old like he's got everything? He he has got everything. He he just everything about him is just just brilliant. His attitude on and off the pitch as well. His technical, his technical ability is just second to none. You know, he can sniff danger out a mile away. Mm. Um, and he's, he's not scared to put, stick a tackle in. No, he uh, wasn't. Been there. No, he's never shy boy, was he? So is that like, is that the best you've played with or the best you've coached? Because I realised in like asking you to pick one player from nine years is like, is really quite something. So... If it's easier to pick one that you've played with and one that you've coached, then you can do that because, you know, you said you've only started, like, properly coaching. Maybe you've seen players more in depth in the past few years. Um, but is Flay more of, like, someone you've played with or favourite player that you've coached? Um, so, Flay would be player I've played with. Um, probably my favourite player to have coached. Uh, I have helped Alex with his kick-in. Um, and he takes stuff on board. He's such a he's like a sponge, he just absorbs everything you tell him. Alex, that's uh, Alex Benham, right? Alex Benham, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's, it's nice to see that his kickings progressed. Um, that's probably the only thing I do do well in goal is kick for quite long. Well, I mean, I, I think when Al, when I first like when Al was having real issues with his with his kicking, it's come leaps and bounds from where it used to be. So, I guess if you can take you know some credit for that that's you know makes you feel just as good as like scoring a goal on a pitch really because I, I was talking to Ron about it on this podcast and when somebody learns a new skill because of you you know that's such a nice feeling in itself really isn't it yeah yeah no it's, it's massive and I know Ron's helped him massively as well and he's come a long way just by Ron's help as well to be fair mm. yeah bless him so Alva, so again, I'm gonna allude, I'm gonna keep going back to the whole the nine years. During those nine years, what would you say if you had to narrow this one down? What would be your best moment at Wessex? Oh, see now, there's been so many brilliant moments. Uh, presentations are always mm. entertaining. Um, yeah, um, best moment. I. Probably going back a couple of seasons ago, I, I brought myself on um, when I was manager. I bring myself on at centre back because um, Harry, who was my uh, assistant, um, he actually was injured at the time, um, and we were running short of players. Uh, and I come on, I looked around. Uh, we had a penalty given us, and I sort of looked around. I thought no one's interested in taking this, so I grabbed the ball, stepped up, and I slotted it in. It's uh, my first ever Wessex goal, so. Yeah, that's probably got to be the best moment, I think. I can imagine. I mean, I've taken one penalty for Wessex and I missed it. Um, but that that I can imagine scoring a penalty is a pretty good feeling as well, to be fair. Yeah, it was it was nice. And uh, obviously to do it in, in a Wessex shirt is even better. Mm, I bet you celebrated like mad. 
Yeah, I did uh, slide on the knees a few times. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, re- overreacted a bit, but yeah. Now you have to. For, if it's your first goal, you know, and you've been there, you know, a number of years and it's your first goal for, for the club that you love, mate, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, we lost the game, unfortunately, but it, we did uh, go on to score a second goal after that. So it, it did something. Exactly. Yeah, you started You started the goal scoring. That's, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I'll flip it then. I'll flip it. What's uh, what would you say the worst moment of Wessex has been? Worst moment, right? Um, see, I've never really had any bad moments at all. It's exactly like Ron. There's at Wessex, you just don't ever have a bad memory or moment. Um, probably just like going out on a Saturday and getting soaking wet is probably the only sort of bad moment you get, really, and, and losing. <laughs> and losing, yeah, but I mean, you, you take losing on the chin, mm. um, especially at reserve level um, or an A team level. You you sort of just think, right, okay, we've got to rebuild, regroup, and go again. You know, um, especially at times when you're changing from one eleven team and you've got to shuffle eight players in and out because of availability. You know, you're gonna lose, unfortunately. Mm. It's just the nature of uh, of that sort of game, really. Yeah. So kind of what? So I guess yeah, it really is kind of disheartening when when you you've done, you feel like you've done all you can, and it still goes wrong. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. But like you said, there's there's ups and downs in management and in playing, as you probably yeah. know. So the fact that the fact that you say that your lowest moment is getting wet on a Saturday couldn't have been that bad of a nine years for you to be fair no exactly yeah I'd say that's probably my lowest moment um probably another one it was a little bit disheartening I'd say not not really a bad moment was uh watching the first get annihilated five or six nil um and then have to sit there and listen to yourself and Tom basically grill the uh the boys in in the um sort of well it was a tent at the time um you know, for for two hours, uh, and rightly so. It was seven nil. It was seven nil. There we go. <laughs> I've not forgotten that. <laughs> Mate, I, I switched off after the fifth one. I was just like, oh, I can't believe we just didn't even look like a Wessex team out there. No, no one really wanted to be out there. By the looks of it, it was really sort of weird and just irritating. Really, it was. It, it was. But then again, you know. You can flip it and say, you know, we did get beat by a large margin, but the fact that we stayed after for like an hour and a half, two hours to talk about it shows how badly we did not want that to happen or how badly we did do not want it to happen again. You know, because I mean, how many people, the whole team were there? Like there was 15, 16, 17, 18 of us just sat there talking. And, you know, we started kind of having... It wasn't like arguments, but because everyone was just angry and emotional, we just got absolutely, you know, spanked seven nil. Um, but then at the end, everyone started arguing the same point. So, you know, yeah. it, it shows that we were all agreeing on the same thing. We were just trying to get out what we were feeling. I know you had points in it. I know that everyone contributed a really good, you know, a really good thing to that to that circle. So, and it hasn't happened again since. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I I think the the boys were committed that day. 
um, into trying to work out what actually went wrong on on the pitch. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I can't rate that enough. Is one thing that probably irritates me the most is a player will walk in and go, I ain't stand to listen to this. I, I, you know, I played the best and then walks out. And you sort of think, well, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why everyone was there, really, because you know that kind of cohesiveness that was there. There was not one person that was going to walk away from that unless until we'd all spoken what was on our minds. Um, but yeah, that's not something I'm going to forget in a while, and I don't think you'll forget either. <laughs> no, certainly not. It's uh, definitely in the, in the memory bank. Mm. So, um, so we'll change change it up a little bit. So, what what made you? So, you say you have you kind of oversee you know what goes on at Wessex. What made you want to like step up as general manager? What what did you? What made you think right? This is this is the role that I want to take on. Just the love of the club, and just to help the running of the club run smoothly. Really, um, like everyone at the club is just pure, brilliant. Like you know, I love everyone. Um, it's anything I can do to help my the club I love run smoothly. I'll do. Mm. Um, whether it's going to meetings, whether it's filling the water bottles up, whether it's coming on and attending to someone that's decided to uh, snap their leg, maybe. <laughs> Ben McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's grateful. I think he's been mentioned in the three that I have, the the, the few that podcasts I've I've hosted. He's been mentioned every time, and now he's broken his leg. <laughs> Everyone. I, to be honest, I, I ran onto the pitch and I thought, oh, he, he's all right. He's just twisted it, and I and I sort of see the the pain on his face, and I'm thinking, he's broke this, hasn't he? And I'm thinking, oh, I really hope he hasn't. <laughs> Do you know, it, it was quite emotional like, to see someone that you know and, like, you know, sort of, yeah, cherish and that. You, you see them in pain, it's, it's, it's emotional. You know, it's the same as any of you lads that break your legs or arms or anything like that. You know, it's it tug on the heartstrings. Oh, it does, definitely. <laughs> you don't want to see anyone with a, with a broken limb, really. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, just, just hope I've done everything right when when I needed to. Sent the kids off to go and get a bag of ice, and uh, obviously we got him in a car and straight up to A and E. So, so that's just that's just one of the many many things that you do for us, Mike. <laughs> one of the many many things. I'll do that for any of the lads. To be honest, it's uh, just second nature. But that's not us saying to anyone go and break their legs so Mike can be at your beck and call. <laughs> it's just he's there if you if you need him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and or Ori would probably um, turn around and, and treasure a moment of, of mine was um, he um, I can't remember what he'd done. He was down on the ground and I ran on. I said, you all right? He, he was like, oh, no, I can't really walk. So I literally scooped him up in my arms and ran off the pitch with him. <laughs> scooped him up like a little baby. It was, mate. His legs was at one side of my arm and his head the other. And he just held around my neck and I just sort of ran off with him. Who needs a stretcher? We do, but yeah, it was all right. He's like... Yeah, he weighs about five stone. He'll be all right. I'm sure it was fine for you. <laughs> it was about six stone wet, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, so, um, so obviously, you know, COVID, COVID has kind of, you know, disrupted this season. It, it completely disrupted last season. Um, but thinking beyond COVID, whenever that will be, 
Um, what would you have you got any ambitions for Wessex, uh, Wessex as a club? Have you got like a any kind of three year plan at all? Is there somewhere in three to five years that you want to see Wessex as a club? Yeah, so I'd like to see Wessex, Tall Station, County League. You know, I'd like to see them as high as they can possibly get. Um, and I'll do everything I can to help them. I'd love to have our own ground, our own changing room facilities. You know, it'd be nice to have all that, but you know, we we need to work on what we got here and here and now, really. Um, but yeah, that's the ambition is is to turn us into, you know, a, a very successful non-league club and going as as far as we can. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with you that the aim at the moment is just, you know, as high as especially now. You know, the aim is to get season finished, really, <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> that would be ideal. Um, feels like forever since we've uh, actually finished a season. Um, but, you know, post-COVID, it'd be really good to to make serious moves up the, you know, the league, the leagues, and then into county if we can. That That's, you know, the facilities are good at the moment, but again, you can always improve them. Like, always improve what we have already. Um and I know it would mean the world to, to Lynn, it would mean the world to everyone to just, you know, get as high as we can, like you said. So, yeah, definitely. I'm absolutely, absolutely down for that. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, what about 10 years? If I had to say, oh, okay, in 10 years' time, Mike, where do, you, where do you want Wessex to be? Well, I don't... Tom Trimble actually had his shooting boots on by then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I... I <laughs> I'd expect the the first team to be at least knocking rounds in the Tall Station League. The reserves maybe um, prem combination, and then if we do get a third team, they're going to be sort of knocking knocking on the door of the reserves, I guess, um, in the in the sort of suburban or the Bristol district sort of prem senior. Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be good, especially. I mean, in ten years' time, who knows? We could have, you could even have that under 18s team set up by that by then. To be fair, <laughs> that'd be nice. Thought run through, innit? Yeah. I mean, all obviously, it'll be a little bit older now, but <laughs> you could get them all involved, and we'd have you know five, six teams. That'd be lovely. But yeah. um, you got to start small, really, aren't you? You know, I know we've got two teams at the moment, but start small, make your way up the the league ladder, and uh, you know, we should reap the rewards, really. Yeah, yeah, I can't agree more. Um, especially with the, especially with the training that we've got now, and that is organised on a Tuesday night. It's so well organised, um, and obviously I can't thank you and Tom enough for all that. To be fair, um, it's brilliant. And when you hear players that have played, um, especially at the higher level, the the sort of um, mm. conference level, and they're turning around saying, "Do you know what? That's one of the best training sessions I've ever been to." Mm. That's got to say something about the organisation at the club. Um, and obviously you, you guys yourself with your training so it, yeah thank you mate thank you for that right <laughs> so it does it does mean it does mean the world and also when when you do a training session and then it, it pays off and people say oh that was a good training session that's what sticks with you even like I'm sure you can you can agree with this that when you do like a, a warm-up or a, a drill or something if you've taken that and you know afterwards your feedback is I really enjoyed that. You've done exactly what you wanted to do and it's paid off. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that's what we aim to do every time really and you do you'd aim to do something similar with you know being general manager if you can pick Ore off the floor from the middle of the pitch you and you know that makes him happy and he remembers that then that's you know it's a good memory to have I hope so <laughs> <laughs> maybe he might tell the story a little bit different if he had to remember yeah he might do yeah um, alright then so in regards to players and players that you value and that you believe are talented, what makes someone a top mic player? Like what kind of characteristics do they have to have to to make you go, wow, that is a player? Um, commitment, first of all, that someone is, is going to sort of, you know, put their heart and soul into it every week, every game. Um, that I value a lot. So anyone it, it's you know is determined to turn up to training, turn up on a Saturday, give the hundred and ten percent, whether we win or lose, I think that's a massive quality to have. Um, positivity. Um, there's, I mean, we have seen a couple of players within Wessex. They've gone now, luckily. They were quite negative on a Saturday. So you turn up and they're they're being all negative in the change room. So definitely positivity has got to be definitely one passion. You know, you've got to go out, you, you're wearing that shirt, you've got to play with pride. So, yeah, have a bit of passion, have a bit of pride about it. I think that's what makes my top player. It's, it's interesting because the people that I've asked this question to, not nobody mentions, like, technical ability, which is, you know, what you'd think in, you know, at face value, you'd think technical ability, that's what gets you, you know, playing football. But... When you think about it, passion, pride, commitment—these are all things that are that that are mental. You know, it's not to do with just kicking the ball. No, uh, I mean, as long as you've got a basic skill range, um, you know, I'm not interested in anyone doing fancy flicks. You know, it, that don't win you games. You know, you can go through and do catch a ball in the back of your net like Beckham does. Is, is that going to win you a three-nil game on on a Saturday? No, it's not. Getting you know, getting getting down and doing the doing dirty work on a Saturday, that's what wins you the games. It does, it definitely does. And obviously, when you have a basic skill set, you can definitely develop it. Um yeah. from if you if you're not very confident in certain areas and you develop that, you know, that's something that can be taught, but passion, pride, and commitment shouldn't be something that's taught. It's something that you should, you know, you would hope that someone has already. It yeah. can be encouraged, but it can't be taught. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's a just good set of qualities to have. I'm glad. Did you say that most of Wessex have got uh, have got those qualities, Mike? I'd say I've seen that in in all of the players that are currently at Wessex. Um, a ma- large majority of those that have left as well. To be fair, there's only the the, the one or two odds bad apple that is gone through and is gone now. Luckily. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, you have to kind of, you get picked to play in the team for some reason, don't you? So they have to have had glimpses of of your qualities that you want. Yeah, exactly. All right then, Mike. So leading on from that, I know you've just, I've got you to tell me what you know your favourite qualities are in a player. Uh, I'd like you to run me through if you if you've got it, what your best Mike. Callan 11 would be for Wessex that have ever played for Wessex or currently do what is your 
best and favourite eleven. Uh, so I've I've mixed this up. There's one or two, or maybe three current players in there, um, and there were so many players I'd love to have put in there that just I just couldn't because there was just so many outstanding players that we have had at the club, and I've been luckily to either play or coach them within the nine years. Mm. Uh, so goalkeeper, I was definitely set on this um, for for weeks, and then I heard uh, Ron's podcast the other day. Um, <laughs> And he said he'd give me 45 seconds um, and he was going to be my number one. But you, do you know what? He, he's not even going to get 45 seconds in my team. So I'm going to go with Gavin Foreman is my goalkeeper. Yeah. Big old Gav. He's uh, well, He was just a gentle giant was, was our Gav. Um, just And, you know, he could kick the ball from one goal to the other. And you'd have to tell him to just take some off of it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why he makes my number one. Or Ron would be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's his own fault. That 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 teach him, wouldn't it? So. He's, got, he's got no one to blame but himself. Exactly. Yeah, he he should have just left it with me playing goal, and that was the end of it. Like, you know, but he had to go and say forty five seconds, and he bring himself on. So not taking yeah, he, not taking anything away from Gavin though. <laughs> Gav Gav was a quality keeper, um, and, and to be honest, even Ron during his heyday was was a quality keeper. Um, but yeah, Gav just pits it just just for the fact that Ron said that about me. So yeah, well done, Gav. Number one shirt yeah. short. Um, right back. I'm not too sure if you would know this player actually. Uh, ben Murphy. Um, no, I don't. Steve Webster, uh, Sean Hawkins. They they would know Ben Murphy. At outstanding right back. Um, played most of his career at, at um, first team level. Um, and for me, he was just what you want in a right back he was just brilliant absolutely outstanding so and he bomb forward he'd get back he put the tackles in he's just all rounds great player to be fair so he takes the right right back spot fair enough are we going uh, what formation are we going with mike uh we're going to go with a flat 442 um just for the fact that you know i couldn't pick everyone i wanted to so i thought i'll go 442 and try and Try and get everyone in that position. Fair play, fair play. So uh, my left back would be Hugo Souza. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother Joe was also at, at the club. Um, Hugo again was just another level left back. He was, you know, he was in a team. I think he shouldn't have been in the reserves at the time. He should have been maybe first team. Um, he just had so much quality, um, and he was just a all-round great guy, to be fair. Um, and it'd be nice to see him back in the, in the Wessex colours if we can uh, tempt him to do that. Get him on the phone. Well, I have tried, I have tried, and uh, I'm still going to keep pushing that one, so... Until he gets sick of you, then, yeah. Yeah, well, we never know. You might see him back. I think he left due to work, though. Mm. Um, and that is why he had to give up playing on a Saturday, but you never know. See what I can do. <laughs> Work your magic, Mike. I'll work me magic. Um, centre backs. Um, I know. Ev- I think everyone said this. This player is centre back, but just he's just phenomenal for his age as well. Lonnie Coles, absolutely mm-hmm. outstanding player. Do you know what? I've never seen someone is 16, 17 years old that he was at the time, and he did. He played like a twenty-five-year-old, twenty-six-year-old centre back that had been playing for years. Just experienced, 
you know, just, yeah, just words can't describe how good he was. Um, and if the if if it's true and he does come back, then that's a great asset to have. I've heard nothing, and I can say, like, literally, I've heard nothing but good things about Lonnie. Mate, he was an outstanding player. Like, I can't sort of describe that enough. Like, you know, he was brilliant. Um, and it'd be nice to see him back at the club and see how he's matured. So he probably won't be as hot-headed as he was. That was probably his only little caught, his uh, little niggle that he had was uh, he, he sort of dipped the mouth a little bit. But mm. other than that, he, he was outstanding. Um, and his partner would be Lee Flay. It's got to be the Lee Flay. Um, again, like I said earlier, he's, he's my top player. Best player that I've seen play in Wessex Colours. Um, so, yeah, Flay gets that all day long. Um, and that doesn't take away the sort of lead organs and, and that that we've had at the club. Um, you know, we've had some decent centre-backs, but it's just they pitted it just because they're their quality, to be fair. This is literally cream of the crop, right at the very top. This is like, you know, I've watched, played with, coached, um, and they are the best that I could see. So this is going to be the best 11. <laughs> um, right wing, and I know I take the mick out of him, he takes the mick out of me. We have great banter uh, at right wing. It's got to be Tom Trimble. Um, and he, he, as much as I take the mick out of him for like shooting it and putting it over the bar and, and everything else, he is a talented young lad. Um, and he, he does work, his work rates like second to none. Um, and I, I can, you can see the frustration on a Saturday on his face when something's not going right. And he's, he's whip balls in from the corner, whip balls in from the free kicks. And you're just like, just, Tom, just, just, just leave it. But he gets frustrated because it's not working. But um, yeah, for me, right, right wing all day long, to be fair. Uh, and left wing, um, you definitely remember this player, Georges Pierre. Yeah. Oh, really? You're putting him big, old, big old George is left wing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, funny story. Uh, well, probably not a funny story, but um, we played um, Stockwood Wanderers uh, in a double header where I ended up making my first team debut, actually, funny enough, because of injuries. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he um, he was bossing the left or right wing. Can't remember which now. Um, and he'd done a 50-50 with a kid and he actually pushed him through the advertising boards, didn't he, at the bottom? Uh, <laughs> where he's just a man mountain. He's just muscly, quick, and, you know, you're never going to get the ball off of him. His background in rugby definitely helps him out. Mate, yeah, without a doubt, no wonder the kid was out, out cold for a good <laughs> five minutes, I think it was. And uh, I remember him turning to me going, they want to kill me. They want to kill me. <laughs> so, mate, you know, accidents happen. Mm. You know, just just leave it. Just just sort of walk away. As if they just would have bounced off him as well. Like, well... <laughs> Mate, I don't think anyone, especially in that Stockwood side, uh, however big they were, I don't think they were, they were going to win that ball off of them. No. They were never going to win a 50-50. You know, you might be lucky if it's 70-30 in your favour, but... Even then, I'd, I'd still was out of a challenge with him. <laughs> I'm sure he's buzzing to be left wing. Oh, mate, yeah, I hope so. Um, in the, in the centre, I go with... Now, this is a relatively new player, um, and I just love his attitude. I, he just brings something... To me, he's, he's a top Mike player, to be honest. He's got everything, everything I want. Plus, he's got skills, talent, technical ability. Uh, and that's Lewis Berry. For me, he's just, he's got everything. Um, 
you know, I've only seen a little bit of him, but I think he's got so much to give. Um, and watch his space because I can see him getting into that first team. And yeah. I know you boys, I reckon, without a doubt. I'm sure Trotty would be happy to you say that. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, Nick, uh, you, you know, you're going to lose some of your better players on the day to, to the first team. And that's, that's what happens as a res- reserve team manager. You, you lose players and you gain players. So, I mean, Lewis is a quality player. It's been a really, really good addition to having him at the club this year as well. 100%. Yeah. Uh, could not agree with you more. Um, and then his centre partner would be, uh, and he, this this lad has got to be my, one of my favourite players at the club. Uh, is Well, most of you are, to be fair, but this this one, uh, Connor Collins, just, just pits it there. I mean, the speed on the lad, the desire to win the game, the, the attitude, even at training, you know, he's pushing everyone. And it doesn't matter if you were a reserve team player, um, if you're an 18 player, he would push you no matter who you was, you know, to get the best out of you. Um, and that's a great quality to have. So, yeah, without a doubt, Connor Collins. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree. What a player. What a player. On his, on his day when he's when he's not injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was an unfortunate one. But hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID has uh, been kind to us and hopefully recovered, Connor. So, it'd be I, nice I, to see him back. So. I, I pretty sure he's gagging for a game at the moment or just to get on a pitch really as we all are yeah exactly yeah it'd be nice to see all you boys out there actually mm. um my strike team would be uh little ginge little ben francis just again he's a bit like lonnie young but just, you know he just wouldn't give up the ghost he just what it's you know, he was like a Jack Russell. He mm. was always there nibbling away and he'd score three or four on, on a Saturday easy and just sort of walk off going, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> you know, it was like training for a bit for Ben, um, yeah. but absolute brilliant player. Brilliant attitude for such a young lad as well at, at the time. Um, you know, and he was bossing some some big old, like, 45-year-old blokes in centre-back. And he's proper getting, getting into them, stuck in, and, you know, and he'd win it as well, so... Yeah, he makes my uh, he makes my striker um, alongside, um, and you probably wouldn't recognise this player, but Nicky Blackmore. I've heard I've heard of um, I've heard about Nicky, but I don't think I ever met him. Nicky, um, at the time I was new at the club when I remember watching Nicky Blackmore and Scott Harrison, um, but Nicky was just an, another level striker. You know, he just had that finesse to just put the ball in the back of the net, no matter where he was on the pitch. He, he could just find find that goal. Um, and he, he again, he, he'd score three or four. So, yeah, the, the two strikers there, I, I've got at least six, seven goals per game there. Um, and then I've got the rest of them as well to, to back that up to score a few as well. So, so go on, run, run us through it again. So, Gav Foreman in goal. Mm-hmm. Ben Murphy at right back. Left back, Hugo Souza. Centre-backs, Lonnie Coles and Lee Flay. Right midfield, Tom Trimble. Left midfield, George Pierre. Centre midfield, Lewis Berry, Connor Collins. And then up front, Nicky Blackmore and Ginge Ben Francis. So do you reckon, having heard uh, Trutchy and Ron's podcast, would this beat their 11s that they've made? Hands down, mate. Hands down. <laughs> you look at the quality I've got in that, that 11 there, mate. 
without a doubt. And then with yourself and Sullivan on on the bench and Lee Dortz on the bench, you know, un, undefeatable, mate. Undefeatable. I, I made the bench. I made it. I made the bench. You made the bench, mate. Without a doubt. I mean, your your quality in the air and just your desire to be on the pitch, mate. You know, I'd love to have got you in there, but with with some of them there. Mate, I'm happy. I'm happy with the bench. Absolutely. I'll just I'll sit down for about 45 and you can bring me on. Ah, oh, that's all right. 45 seconds, yeah? Yeah, everyone would know about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. Thank you for that, mate. So so I guess this one's been a little a little quicker than than I expected, but um when it comes to Lynn, the lovely Lynn Hughes, what does she mean to you as like how has she helped you, you know, at your time at Wessex? What does she mean to Wessex as a, you know, as a club? Tell me, tell me what's on your mind about Lynn. Lynn, um, where do you start with Lynn? There's so many words to describe Lynn. Um, heart of gold, committed, loving person. She's just Wessex through and through. If she cut herself, she'd bleed Wessex. Um, without a doubt. Um, and she'd help anyone. That is the thing with Lynn. She she walks around, she makes sure everyone's happy, everyone's got everything they need. Um, and I don't I can't see her taking a back seat, even though we're trying to to take a lot of that away from her, the stress and stuff. I don't think she will. She she just loves the boys, loves the club. Um, and for me, she's just an absolute legend. She is, and you know, she'll come and support us, you know wind sun rain storm monsoon anything she will come sit there on a little chair with an umbrella and she'll be cheering on to the last <laughs> to the last whistle yeah she absolutely loves the wessex and loves all the boys as well um and she's like a second mum to be fair uh, like you know some of them's getting a little bit naughty she sort of pulls them up and <laughs> So, yeah, you, you sort of look around and think, oh, Lynn's not here, I, I can say this. And you sort of get away with it. Um, and then you see Lynn come back and you think, oh, I've got to be able now because Lynn's here. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone got so much respect for Lynn uh, and Lynn's got so much respect for everyone. And she is Wessex. Wessex wouldn't be Wessex without her. That is... What, what a nice way to end it, Mike. I could not put that better myself. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I'd just like to, to thank the first team managers, to be fair, to start with, um, for their commitment and obviously your training. So to yourself, Matt McCarthy and Tom Trimble, thank you. Thank you very uh, much. To the reserve team managers, Nick Trutch and Ron Avery, um, committed boys, Wessex through and through, um, and I can't, can't fault their commitment, so thank you to them boys. Thank you to Sean Hawkins for all he does behind the scenes. Uh, I know he turns up now and again, the old gaffer. Um, but he does so much behind the scenes. The lovely Lynn as well for everything she does at Wessex. And players past and present. I mean, without you boys, we, it wouldn't be Wessex. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be on, on a Saturday, would we? So, yeah, thank you all the, all the players and, and everyone. So, thank you very much, lads. That's right. And on behalf of everyone, because it's just me here right now, you're more than welcome, Mike. <laughs> oh, thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, well, thank you for joining me on this lovely little podcast. And... Uh, I guess if there's anything else you want to say. No, no, that is it, mate. Uh, come on, up the Wessex. Up the Wessex, here we go. Thank you for everyone that's listening. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. See you later.